It's Rapino against Van Veenendaal. It's 1-0. The face of the tournament scores the first goal of the final. Lawrence. Teasing ball in. And at the far post, Canada get the equaliser through Christine Sinclair. And she scores at her fifth World Cup. Good ball that. Excellent header, 1-0. Fantastic header by Sam Kerr to put Australia in front. Free kick to Germany. Lingor takes it. Golden goal. Germany win the World Cup. Germany win the World Cup for the first time. A prayer, I suspect, from Kumagai. And the World Cup for Japan. They have rewritten the history books in Germany. It is off the podium, an Olympic slash World Cup podcast as we come to you for another week of Women's World Cup action, the 2023 FIFA Women's World Cup. The group stage is 99.996% over as we right now have hit record with about 15 minutes remaining in the group stage as I am watching my beloved Germany shit the bed once again and are presently about 15 minutes away from elimination. So there may be some reactions and swear words more so than usual in this episode. So please bear with us. But the first two weeks of the Women's World Cup have been exciting, action-packed and great if you're an Australian or shit, bad and terrible if you're a Canadian. So 66% of us will be happy tonight and the other, I don't know if he's still crying into his poutine. Let's find out straight away. It's Colin Hilding. Colin is Canada a, a disgrace right now? Are those women not welcome back in the country for letting you down? The Olympic champions, they choked, Colin. They choked. What did they do? Are they Germany? Who are they? <laughs> They're very German. Uh, we're going to be shipping them off to Germany, apparently, after this past week. Apparently. Sorry, I thought you were saying more. Oh. I, was, I was drinking water. I was so excited with my opening thing that I needed some some liquid in my bones, my bones, my mouth, whatever. Jared, you've got bones and liquid <laughs> How in How are you, you drinking it? <laughs> you've got liquid and bones and you're Jared. Welcome back to the show. Thank you. It's it's good to be back and uh yeah, for Australia to have um picked their game up. Yes, exactly. Who loses to Nigeria? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I guess we do, but then we beat Canada. So, you know, that works. Uh Colin, well, let's start with that. Seriously, like, what is the reaction like in Canada? I read some articles, but in true Canadian fashion, it's not that bad. It's just like, oh, we no. tried, eh? Oh, well, <laughs> we got the gold. Let's regroup and come back, eh? Like, is that just Canadians? Like, that's what you do. I mean, you, you 30 years without a Stanley Cup, you're used to losing these big things <laughs> now, right? So, I mean, it's pretty it's, much. You're used to it. Is that is that the reaction? Yeah, it's, I mean, I wouldn't expect anything else from this country other than to be like, well, we're proud of you. <laughs> and then the players are sobbing uncontrollably. Uh, it, it's it, it's interesting because I think there really wasn't that high expectations going in. I mean, everybody here kind of knows that like half of our players from Tokyo have already retired. The other uh, half of the majority of the other half are it's already Christine injured right claim. now. Oh, sorry. There's, <laughs> she's she's one of the few who wasn't injured, but as we've seen, she didn't get played as much as uh, I think it was expected, and maybe there's a reason for that. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's. I don't think that it was unexpected for them to go out early. I think that people were hoping maybe we could have at least gotten to the next round, but uh, 
watching the interviews of the players, like I, I, the, the best one was, uh, I don't know whether it was, it might've been from TSN or CTV because game one, it was just, all right, it's a regular day. Uh, game two and three, they were carried like live on CTV uh, where they were preempting like the morning shows and everything. So, I mean, obviously it was a big deal and there were a lot of people watching, uh, but uh, the, after the game, uh, Jesse Fleming, who's basically default captain for uh, half of the World Cup here, uh, she was being interviewed and like one of those inconsiderate questions ever uh, was asked after. Did you see that? Is this the one where it's like, what do you say to the people who got up at like 4 a.m. Yeah. to watch this game? <laughs> like, what was yeah. that? That's a terrible question. Yeah, I'm with you. And not at all a Canadian thing to ask. Usually you American like style question. <laughs> yeah, you immediately see, I mean, I think she already was crying, but she immediately breaks down and was like, I just want to say we're sorry. <laughs> we disappointed you. What are you meant to reply uh, to that? When you turn around and go, well, fucking shouldn't have gotten up. Like record it. Like it's not our fault. Like we didn't force yeah, you exactly. to get up. <laughs> but uh, I mean, aside from that, there really hasn't been any negativity at all. Um, everybody kind of hoped we'd go a little bit further, but I don't think there were expectations. We were ever going to win anything like in Tokyo. I think there was a bit of media here sort of talking about how like, is this the biggest shock of the world cup Canada going out in the group, but then China and Brazil went out and Germany looked like they're about to go out. So I think you've kind of been U S barely squeaks. Oh through. yes, exactly. We'll talk about that. But I think like, as we will discover sort of through this conversation is that there have been some massive, massive shocks, which I think is nothing but a positive for the women's game because yeah, one thing for the women's game of football is that for so long it was really just dominated by the US, by Sweden, by Germany, by China. Like, you know, they were sort of just the same nations. And okay, the argument in the men's is it's not really that different because you've only ever had champions from two different continents. For at least in the women, you've had three different continents win championships. But, I mean, I'd say there's at least a, a pool of eight to ten men's nations versus... For the large majority of the Women's World Cup, four or five women's nations. So the fact that we've now kind of got such a diverse range of countries that are coming through has really shown the growth of this game. And we'll talk about crowds and everything along those lines. But I, I think the thing that I found interesting with the Canadian response and being at that bar, we'll hear from some chats from the full chats of the Canadians that I spoke to that we put, posted on our social media. Is that, again, just it's just such a Canadian thing. You lose... And literally mm. half the people in that bar started clapping for the Matildas. And then even when the Matildas goals, you sort of saw like this look on, on Canadian's face going like, oh, and then they're like, oh, like I can't imagine being in a bar filled with Americans yesterday or Tuesday when they're like inches away from Portugal, eliminating them from the world cup. Even Germans the other night when I was at the game have a level of like, oh, they're German. Like we're very just serious. But even then, it's sort of like you can see, like, just fucking stay out of their way. They might invade someone. But it's just, it's very, like, Canadian that you just be so like, oh, eh, whatever. <laughs> we don't even like this sport anyway, eh? <laughs> There's always next time. At least our women can win gold in ice hockey. Um, so, I don't know. Uh, Jarrah, I'll talk about Australia, but I mean... Again, like, obviously the Matilda's winning. It's great. We wanted that. But, I mean, deep down, were you rooting for a draw? Like, I was rooting for the draw. I was rooting for a, a Ireland win over Nigeria and a draw. But it didn't happen. Oh, yeah. I was hoping. We, I was like, what's the way that we can get both teams through? I was like, come on, Ireland. Like, pull it out. Where was where was the 6-0 win that I was expecting? Yep. Um, didn't step up. But, yeah, no, definitely was hoping that somehow we could squeeze the two countries through. Um, 
I mean, other than that, it's just this workout's been so exciting. I think like there was always a bit of um, hesitation, I suppose, questioning, like expanding like the number of teams and like, is this going to be straightforward? And um, yeah, really like the amount of like shock upsets. And even like when groups kind of went according to plan, still amongst those matches, there were like things that didn't go right. And like Australia finishing on top of the group, like kind of, potentially expected but the way that it came about not expected at all and nigeria going through i think the talk was that if there was going to be an upset in that group it would be ireland not nigeria no one was talking about nigeria but i called this the group of death because nigeria had had some history in the past but ireland were coming into this with some decent form so i think that most people predicting if if canada wasn't going to go through or australia wasn't going to go through it would be the expense uh, ireland would be that team to to do that mm. but then nigeria come out two draws and and a win so uh you know they, they did all right the old the old nigerians how how are you feeling though jared just in general about australia i mean uh it was the first game was okay a penalty win we'll take it second game we don't talk about that and then mm. of course the third game we came out and just shat all over the canadians Feeling better now, definitely now. Kind of the third game, I was like, okay, like where was where was this? Where was this sense of urgency and kind of this willingness to attack and go forward? The Nigeria game was just terrible. And I suppose that's kind of the thing that's giving me pause moving forward. Like, are we going to be the team that played the Canada game or are we going to be the team that played the Nigeria game where not only did we give away easy goals not like nigeria played amazing that game like most of their goals were off like aussie mistakes um but then being able to do nothing off a set pieces like the amount of corners we had in that game was so ridiculous and to, i think maybe we got one goal off a corner um so definitely giving me pause moving forward uh less confident in uh the prediction of uh, the matildas make it all the way to the final i think um quarterfinals feels about right at the moment but um yeah, hopefully they can yeah bring bring that form from the Canada game through to the knockout stages. Well, we'll see how that goes with their path because right now, given this uh, right now result is looking, one big team that could be in our way might not be in that way anymore because we are five minutes away right now from Germany possibly going home. This feels all too familiar having followed the last two men's World Cups. So um, I just, I'm not, you know, not liking this. Mm-hmm. Potentially right? too, like another huge World Cup for Africa. Yes. Like we're looking at them potentially having three out of four teams go through to the knockout stages, which is which is insane. Well, you know, good for Africa, but Germans are sad. Jared, all right, you've got your Dutch through. You're happy. Um, you know, I'm joining Colin at being sad in about five <laughs> minutes time. Uh, I want to say like breaking news in the other game, but Morocco is still like, I wanted Morocco to win. I came in today going Morocco win, Germany win. That way Germany topped the group. We play Jamaica, not France. It's a better path for us. But at this rate, Morocco are doing what I want, but Germany aren't doing what I want because Korea is screwing us over like 2018 in the men's world cup. All right. I like you, Korea. You're a nice nation. You, you house Noah for like five years. You're a good egg. But stop beating Germany and ruining Germany in World Cups. Had enough. All right, I get it. We knocked you out of the 2002 World Cup in the semifinals in your home World Cup. Get over it. It was 21 years ago. All right? Just like Germany. Germany have been good in history. They've never done anything wrong in history. In a very well-behaved nation. 
There's no reason to dislike Germany at all. Okay? <laughs> Let them <Ever>. win. <laughs> Alexander they, Pop. They deserve a break. Give Germany a break. All right? well, the world domination thing didn't work out. At least give them the Women's World Cup. The guy who did all that wasn't even German. So, <laughs> in all fairness to the Germans, it was an Austrian who did it. Get over it. Uh, <laughs> Which <sorry>. time? <laughs> <laughs> move on, move on, move on. Um, but yeah, I mean, Jared, great point you make. Like, yes, African nations are dumb. South Africa, that's absolutely fantastic to see that happen. And I mean, if we're talking about a good news story, the Italians got eliminated. So uh, Australians, <laughs> we hold grudges still. 17 men or women, who cares? Bye, Italy. Um, so you deserve to be out. Uh, um, Jamaica, they're not African, but uh, obviously uh, the first uh, Caribbean nation to, to make it through as well at the expense of Brazil, if you don't mind. Portugal, again, was this close to knocking out the USA. Uh, I mean, Jared, do you have a favourite nation that has kind of snuck through in, in all these uh, sort of uh, surprises that we've seen at the World Cup? And do not say Morocco or Colombia until at least another six <laughs> minutes, please. Well, I can't answer that question for six minutes then. All right. Well, then, fine. Be technical. <laughs> answer it however you like, Jared. It's all nah, right. I am so on board the Colombia train. My, like... I just wish I was at that game. Obviously, you oh, were there. Amazing. I had a friend who was there, and I was just like, if there's, if I could go back in time and go to one group stage game, that would be the one. Yeah, I, I have to say that, you know, despite the fact that ultimately I wasn't overly happy with the result, uh, I mean, you had 40,000 people there. I think about 36,000 of them were Colombians. I went to the Colombia-South Korea game, which was like a midday Tuesday game. That was like 25,000 people. Still a great atmosphere, but like just... I can really imagine what it would be like in the South American games because like literally the Colombians would boo every time the Germans had the ball whistle, just like the stuff that was coming from it and the, how passionate they were. But then after the game, I had like all these Colombians coming to me and just shaking my hand like, Oh, you know, we won, but like good game. Good. Well done. Um, and it was just the, the atmosphere. And I mean, I'll talk about some of the atmosphere at some of the games at some point too, but like I was full on the Colombian train against Korea a week and a half ago and at, at this rate, it looks as though that realistically the tickets to the quarterfinals w- could potentially be Columbia as well because just the way the path will be. And I, that will be at Stadium Australia, 80,000 people, so that will be epic. So the atmosphere that the Columbians have brought to this tournament, I saw the footage from the National Anthem earlier tonight in Perth. And again, just absolutely insane. So, yeah, once I get over my sulking, I think I definitely will be joining the Colombian train because it was, it was fun to be at those games. Colin, do you have a, a favourite nation? It's that woman behind me. She, <laughs> that was one unhappy German woman. Can I just say that? Uh, I mean, I, I feel like I want to hop on the Nigeria train. I mean, it, especially if, if it's in the group that you're going home from, you, you've been already well familiar with uh, me, at least in the NHL, you know, all the teams. Australia that, then. We're the only country that beat you. Well, I was going to say, but it, I, we kind of expected Australia to go through, maybe not necessarily for uh, Nigeria, but, uh, yeah, I mean, Australia and Nigeria, I mean, by default, I'll go for them. Uh, and you will be pretty happy, I guess, the way it's looking right now, that uh, if Nigeria wins in the next round, another favorite is potentially out. So <laughs> maybe maybe you're going to join me. Are you going to join me on Nigeria? I, I, I enjoy Nigeria. I think it's a great story. I've always enjoyed watching them in any men's, women's football. I remember the Atlanta Olympics and winning that gold medal back then, and it was very famous that was done back then. So, yeah, absolutely. I, I mean... The, the, the tricky thing with me with England this World Cup is that we've got a sweep at work and I got England in the sweep. 
So mm. if they make the quarterfinals, I get at least my money back. So um, there's that. But uh, at the same time, yeah, if England get eliminated, it's the World Cup. Like, I mean, what's not to love about that, men or women? It's just, it's tradition. Um, you know, it's not coming home, England. It never is. Get over it. Um, but yeah. It would be better if it was at home, right? <laughs> that's why they won't give them the World Cup. Because the only time they've ever won the World Cup, they won it. Um, <laughs> so, you know, that, that's the thing. That's why FIFA are like, no, 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 no. England, you, it's not coming home because that way it's staying home or whatever. I'm seeing the Korean goalkeepers just dead right now. How long have we got? Nine <laughs> minutes of our added time. All right. That's, that's at least something. Um, yeah, I've, I've never seen that many unhappy Germans since 1918. Like, it's just, it's insane right now. Um, but a shout out to the German fans at the game the other night. I got to get involved with them a little bit. Bit of fun, bit of excitement. I'll, I'll change up a little bit. USA, now I know you're not in the USA, Colin. You're obviously in Canada. There is a difference. But has any of that American sort of vibe creeped over the border? Because obviously they have not played very well. They only beat Vietnam 3-0 and Netherlands beat them like 80-0. So clearly there was a bit of a disparity there. Draw with the Netherlands and a draw with Portugal. And if you watch the game in the last like five minutes of added time, Portugal were like this close, this close from winning that game and eliminating the US. Now, if the US had been eliminated at the group stage, I'm saying it right now, that would have been the biggest upset in football history. Not just men, not just women's, but men's as well. Like any football that would have been unfounded. This is a country that's never not made it to at least the semifinals of a World Cup in the women's game. So that would have been huge. But has any of that sort of feeling or vibe creeped over? Are you Canadians just laughing at them? I, I mean, nobody's really laughing. Um, I, I just think that they don't care. <laughs> uh, but I mean, it, it's been interesting kind of seeing a lot of the American reactions, which are not necessarily what you expect. It's a lot of like, Gee, like something's going wrong here and we're not feeling so good anymore. It is not necessarily rah, rah, we're America, you know, uh, uh, we're, we're going to sweep from this point on. Uh, so I, I, I think that America seems to be going a very cautiously, I wouldn't even necessarily cautiously optimistic. I would say cautiously pessimistic. <laughs> like, I don't think that this is necessarily going to go the way we're expecting. Let's just prepare for the worst. It's, it's just fascinating to see like that because They've just got such an aura about it, the the US women's team. And, you know, if you saw the promo video they had before this, very cocky, very American, and like, you know, fair enough. You've you've won four World Cups, you've won the last two. Fine, absolutely. You've got every right to be. But it's just it's kind of just interesting. Jared, I mean, I don't really know if I've really got you obviously you're you're a Dutchman, sort of, so you're happy with that side of things, but I almost imagine you were secretly hoping they got eliminated in some way, were you? Oh, not even not even secretly hoping. <laughs> <laughs> Very outwardly and honestly hoping. Um, oh, it just would have been nice. Um, are they just yeah, it's it's that whole like confidence bordering on not even bordering on arrogance, but um, which like you say, rightfully so, right? Mm. Um, when you're that good, you can you can kind of walk with that confidence and arrogance. But um, oh, it would have been nice. <laughs> would have been nice because it's America, but it would just be nice because, like, what, like you say, like, what an upset, what a story, like, it, it would have been huge. But um, 
yeah, you uh, it makes me feel a little bit more confident about my kind of early exit prediction. But um, at the same time, it wouldn't surprise me. Like even the Americans, like typically just like bouncing back and then dominating the rest of the tournament, would not surprise me at all. Well, a lot of people have said that they didn't do overly well in the group stages uh, four years ago, but then managed to go on to win it. Uh, you know, selfish reasons. I was sad that they only finished second because I was thinking guaranteed get to see the US play in the round of sixteen. Uh, but instead, I get to see the Netherlands play. Wow. Uh, <laughs> regretting that one, Jared? <laughs> in, yeah, but in good orange, clearly. Well, it's, it's still not the orange I expect. It's, it's not the best orange, but it's better than what the men wore. So yeah, I don't know who I'm going to go for, though, because I actually honestly don't dislike the Dutch in any form of football. I, I kind of like the men. I kind of like the women. Like, you know, I'm a bit sick of seeing Max Verstappen win all the time and hearing that national anthem. But, I mean, still, sure. But at the same time... I'm kind of like on board this South Africa train as well. Like, uh, you know, like that that would be a massive story if South Africa were to keep going and knock out the Dutch. So uh, I don't know. Jar- uh, Colin, where are you on the Dutch-South Africa? I mean, that's a bit of historical ties there too. The, the, the Dutch and the South Africans. I mean, they've got a bit of history. In South Africa, nothing bad's ever happened there either, right? Never. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm indifferent. I uh, I I don't mind the orange this time around, uh, but uh, I I always like going for the underdogs. I think that's one of the exciting things about having all these upsets and uh, a lot of these countries get through is that you get a little bit more invested in it. That if if everything just went exactly according to our predictions. In some ways, that's more boring, you know, because you feel like, oh, I kind of know how this is all going to turn out. So, I mean, yeah. South Africa, I, I, at this point, I'm kind of getting behind any of the underdogs uh, without being so invested that I'm going to I'm gonna be upset if, like, Netherlands goes through. I, I don't think anybody would be upset if the Netherlands went through except for South Africa. So, um, mm-hmm. maybe, I don't know. Any other ones, I guess, to... To touch on, I mean, I guess we can just quickly go over sort of the, the group winners uh, when it comes to it. And we'll go over predictions, of course. Switzerland, Norway, and Group A. New Zealand, sadly, our predictions. Oh, that's a bit of a hard one. I, I think, Jared, it's, it's a hard one. looking hardest... so good. I, I think that's, that was the hard thing about it. It's like, oh, well, they they got the win against, like, theoretically the hardest team in the group. And we're like, okay, well, they've just got to win one more. Surely they can knock off the the Philippines. Like, this will be easy. But, um. Ah, typical Kiwis. I think it was it was a fingernail offside that they got that equaliser against the Philippines, wasn't it? And then, yeah, they shit the bed. I mean, how very Swiss. Like, it's just <laughs> men or women, they play the same in any World Cup. They, like, win one game, they draw the others, they go through to the knockout phase, they get eliminated, and it's just like, why do you show up, Switzerland? Like, it's just, it's just so Swiss. And, like, I don't dislike Switzerland. Roger Federer's from there, as you most obviously know, world. But, like, it's just, they're not going to do anything. They're going to, like, get eliminated in the next round. Spain are going to shit all over them. And it's just going to be like, cool, thanks for that. And bye-bye. Is that your, is that your official prediction? Oh, well, yeah, we'll get Switzerland going <laughs> further. Than the, Switzerland is the most irrelevant football international team in the world. Like, it's, and it's not even a bad thing. Like, they can at least make the round of 16 consistently. If you want to be the consistent round of 16 team in the men and women, join Switzerland. Outside of that, they're gone. Like, name me one famous Swiss player. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> Which sport? <laughs> not Roger Federer. <laughs> <laughs> Hello to all our Swiss listeners today. All right, piss off. Germany, uh, South Africa, Switzerland. But yes, yeah, do you give a shit about New Zealand, Colin? Or I mean, I mean, I, I, I love seeing 
the home crowds. Uh, and that's the one thing I'll say, like in the, the Canada US game, uh, I mean, that crowd was officially <laughs> a, a member of the team in that game. And I also got to give it like just the Australian players too. I mean, they, they, they played very differently in that game than they did in the previous ones, but uh, seeing the home crowds is always exciting. So it would have been spectacular if New Zealand had made it through to just see the eruption, uh, not just when they win, but what that would have done for the next round too. So it, it, no matter what it is, I mean, you know, if we're, if we're holding this in uh, Mozambique, I want to see what the Mozambique fans are going to be like. And I, I think the New Zealand fans, it wasn't quite as rabid as the Australian fans, but it was also a smaller crowd. So it would have been great to see what could happen with that. Well, then the beauty of that is too, is that this was a country that was struggling with ticket sales. Apparently they weren't that excited about it. And then on that opening game, 42,137 people, a record for men or women in football history, which was then nearly eclipsed a couple of days later by the USA Vietnam game and then was eclipsed by the USA Portugal game. So the record is now held by a non-New Zealand game. That's how big their crowds have been. And then they You think America is going to take credit for that though? Well, of course they will. They're Americans. They'll take credit for everything. They take credit for this show. They take credit for the humor on this episode today. They're literally sitting there going, Oh my God, after podium's funny today, that's American. Um, like it's just the crowds there have been absolutely incredible. And even like some of the smaller games where maybe the crowds weren't as big, still pretty decent for what they've got there. But yes, I was before the Matildas Island game on that opening day, sort of waiting outside the stadium before you go into the game, there's sort of like a bar next to the stadium there at Stadium Australia and they had the game on. And when New Zealand scored, everybody around started going off. And it's sort of like, you looked and like, oh my God, did New Zealand score? We interviewed this woman for, for the A-League and she was a Kiwi. She was like, oh, I'm here for like a month. I've been following women's football for years and I'm, I'm a Kiwi, but I'm an Australian and I'm in tears. I'm so happy right now. And it's like, there was still like half a game to go. Um, so, you know, they just scored one goal. So, which is what the Germans should do right about now. Um, cause it's plus nine. There was a Korean on the ground dead for about 20 minutes. So I'm sure they're going to add a few other ones there. Columbia. I've seen about five or six players get taken off the field. In the because Korea are milking the shit out of this because they know <laughs> that if they milk this longer, it will slow the game down and they're going to, they're going to draw this. That, this is the thing about Korea. They're not even going to go through. They can't go through now. They've got to score like 20 goals right now and beat Germany by that much. They're just doing this to be dicks like the men's side were in 2018. Like, <laughs> what does Korea have against Germany? Like, what does anyone have against Germany? <laughs> Can we get Noah on the line to ask him? I don't know. I just, oh, God, I, I'm wearing, I'm going to rip this jersey off in a minute. I've got another one. <laughs> Burn it. Uh, just sad. All right. Why is it only Australia that has gone to plan so far? And even then they lost to Nigeria. It's stressful. I want to go back to this world where I didn't follow women's football. Um, Group B, Australia and Nigeria obviously go through. Hang on, I'm stressed. Have a shot, have a shot. Oh, you missed it. You've got one job. It's to get the ball in the net. All right. I have a job. This is commentary. To, to produce podcasting. Okay. I don't do a very good job at it. But I'm not a professional paid millions of dollars to travel the world doing this. You've got one job. Kick that ball in the net and you missed. Right? Like, come on. That is just... And they've had like twice as many shots as Korea too. Oh, this is just such a German thing. They dominate the game and let one lazy goal go in the back. And then all of a sudden, poof, out, done. Thank you very much for coming. We're German. Um, <laughs> how's, how's it being a Dutch supporter? Jared, is it fun? Yeah. 
Living <laughs> the high life. I know. At least Germany have won World Cups in the past. It's kind of like being a Colton supporter. It's all in the past. It's like a Toronto Maple Leaf supporter. You live in the past. <laughs> you can't do anything good in the future. All right? At least if you're a Dutch supporter, you've never tasted success. So you don't know what it's like. <laughs> all right? It's been taken away from me. Okay? Ben's Colton- getting aggressive here. <laughs> It's very German of me, all right? Germany is losing and he wants to tear down everybody else's team. And Colombia <laughs> can't even do anything. Like, Colombia, just equalize. You've got all the fans. Shoot it in the net, <laughs> not above it. <laughs> it's the big thing with sticks and nylon in the back. All right? German probably invented it. They invent things. God damn it. I don't even not know where air. I'm at. <laughs> I'm sad. This isn't good. We should have recorded this at like after the game so I could have at least freaking <laughs> breathed a little bit more. The game should have been over by the time we started. <laughs> what should have been? Are they going to blow the whistle right now, are they? I'm like watching it in reverse because it's behind me and I don't know what to do. <laughs> These two are looking at me going, get on with the episode. We don't care, but I'm stressed. All right. This is just... Oh, don't like you a, start I'm milking like, the clock. You're German. You need the time. <laughs> Come on. I'm about 40, 45 seconds, I think, ahead of you. So I'm, I'm well, going to yeah. try to contain myself if anything happens. Oh, just like, don't do what I did and freaking... Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You really must... I can't believe it. They won the whole... Nothing happened. <laughs> you want me to defer the point system, my reaction. Um, yeah. This isn't no fall. Fall down. We'll give a free kick. Don't fall down for the sake of falling down. Do it to make it look real to get a free kick. All right, that's what you do. Come on. Uh, I'm seeing that I'm just. I'm looking at a screen with Morocco and Colombia on it. Colombia aren't doing me any favors. It's just not good. And they're going for a run. Korea are probably going to score a goal here now just to rub salt in the wound. No, the German falls down. <laughs> This is why I don't commentate. Where's football. our color commentary here? Ben's feeling lonely out there. <sighs> mogul, mogul, mogul. Uh, <laughs> bring back the moguls. Put moguls in the middle of that pitch. Do, are Koreans good at mogling, Colin? Um, that's a good question. I mean, <laughs> clearly you I don't, don't know of any good know. Korean moguler. So I'm sure the Germans would beat the Koreans in mogul skiing. <laughs> would they? <laughs> I don't know. There's been Germans who were all right. Germans are good at winter sports. Germans are good at all sports except for football. <laughs> God's sakes. Alexander Pop, here you popped yourself through nothing. God damn this bullshit. Um, what other? Ha- what else happened? Uh, Japan and Spain went through. Um, that was unex- not unexpected. Good for Japan. England and De- yeah, J- Japan probably been the most consistent time side of the competition. To be fair, go yeah. run, woman, run. Run your little legs off. <laughs> Run. Choo-choo, train it. Don't hit the red players. Hit the net. No, no. The other way. The other way. The other way. Go. No. Don't let her kick the ball. <laughs> that is some bullshit right there. That is absolute bullshit. Well, Morocco won. So if we don't get a goal, we're out, basically. Put, put the goalie up. Park this the bus. Put the coach on. Put like. Put all of Berlin on. Just <laughs> rush the field. Put Ben on. Rush the... Put me on. I've got a German You've jersey. You've already got the jersey. <laughs> I'm feminine. <laughs> He's got, got the physique. He's got the jersey. Come on. I saw Barbie. <laughs> I hate men. 
Oh, don't you give a free kick away for that. Just shoot the goddamn ball. Give it a penalty. The German fell down. Oh, what have they done? Oh, the Germans hurt herself. Have they given a penalty or a free kick? Have they done something good here for us? Have the bribes come in yet? FIFA like money? No. <sighs> what am I doing? So, Jared, um, how have things been? Lucky <laughs> <laughs> I don't have anywhere to be right now. Right, England, Denmark. <laughs> Went through China going out. It's a bit of a shock, uh, although I was always going to come down between Denmark and China. Uh, Netherlands, the United States went through. France and Jamaica. Brazil out. Big shock there. Uh, Sweden, South Africa. Wow. Italy out. Bit of a shock there. And, uh, it, yeah, obviously it's going to be Colombia and Morocco going through right now unless... Oh, no, it's game over. They've blown the whistle, have they? Clearly they've blown the whistle. Well, fuck you all in the whatever. Uh, I've tried to translate something from German to English. Scheiser auf Dyson wird Martin Blonsen Blonsinger Fußball. Ich has es, ich has es. There. Uh, I'm not going to translate that in English because I'll probably get cancelled. Um, so, um, group stage is done. <laughs> the round of 16 matchups, which I'll go over in just a second. But before I do that, can we just talk about the crowds and the atmosphere? Uh, Colin, you talking about watching that game, the Australia-Canada game, with anyone else, any other games that you've seen and just everything else that you've seen from it? Like, I mean, what's been your viewpoint from literally the other side of the world seeing just how well these games have been turned out? I mean, they literally today gave out the one millionth ticket, basically, one millionth person through the gate. It's already shattering records and we're just past the group stage now. We've still got knockout football to go. I mean, you expect to see, even in something as big as a World Cup, a few more empty seats during the group stage, especially some of the, the, the non high profile games. But I mean, the attendance is just through the roof from what I could tell. Uh, and in the crowd reactions, like uh, particularly in the, um, the, the Canada, Australia one, what it really reminded me of is it reminded me of my home here because despite the fact that Manitoba is the actual on our license places, friendly Manitoba, that's the slogan of the province. We're anything but friendly when it comes to sports. Uh, in fact, the, uh, the Winnipeg Jets uh, crowd is notorious for just being like, like ruthless. Like when Timu Salani played his first game against Winnipeg, he basically got a standing ovation when he was announced. And then every single time he got the puck was just, Boom! and it's just, it's That's my game. To- Ducks legend, Colin. <laughs> but uh, but you, you actually have, you know, Casper went to the library the other day. This uh, also What's aside library? from, well, aside from coming home with the uh, the uh, Vancouver Olympic mascot book, he actually picked up a uh, a hockey book that uh, has a nice whole two page uh, section on Timu Solani. Uh, but uh, but I mean, it, it's it's the mind games that the crowd can play that I started seeing a lot more, especially in those Australian games, uh, which is very effective. Not always popular, but very effective. Uh, I loved uh, even just the Australian players. <laughs> the fact that it's like you're up three goals to nothing. Like there's nothing to be upset about right now, but that just shows like how much it was an investment in that game. But it's, it's, it's for me, like watching something here. It's, it's the really obnoxious when you need to be, but strategically obnoxious crowd that I absolutely love. Um, I, I can't wait to see what's going to happen in the next, the next round with Australia. I mean, no matter who we're going to be, I'm not saying we look at this. A part of you guys, do we. it. Join us. No Join us. We play from this point all the way to winning the gold, Ben. <laughs> I'm going to be watching the Australian games. The crowds are just like unbelievable. Jared, you haven't been to a game yet. You've been busy. I get it. 
Um, but you're obviously coming to a semi-final, which will be nice to see you again, Jared. The third time I've ever met you. How fun. But have you at least, I guess, been privy to some of these? I don't know if you've come into the city much at all in the last couple of weeks or just experienced what it's been like because it really has taken over, I mean, obviously us here in Sydney, but, I mean, the entire country. Yeah, I suppose I haven't personally, but, like, I know, like, a couple of other people who've gone to games and just hearing back from them, like, the atmosphere, the fact that everybody's behind it. Like Colin was saying, even kind of these matches that you would kind of expect to be less, like, well-attended, just, like, the support um, and the way, like, the fans are getting involved. It's just, it's insane. And even just, like, from, like, a television point of view, like, the viewership figures, the fact that at work, like, so many people around the office are talking about the World Cup um like penrith is finally on board with like the live sites they've got live sites coming up for like the quarterfinals so i just feel like it's um round 16 i should say uh hopefully quarterfinals um but yeah everything's just uh ramping up and it really is kind of at the forefront of everybody's minds at the moment which is just huge and i just want to add that on like live sites and i mean come into the city go to the darling harbour one because it's actually like I've not really been there for like a big game. I've been there to some games, but they've got like a big FIFA store. There's like a FIFA World Cup museum. It's just, it's really cool. Like it's a really good atmosphere and everything that it, that's there. And you go to the games and there's like this vibe around it. It's just, it's fun to experience. And it's just, it's a real atmosphere around it. And I've been, I went to all six group stage games in Sydney and pretty much all of them were full. I mean, the, the 12 o'clock Tuesday game, was three quarters full. But I mean, again, it's a it's a 12 o'clock Tuesday game between Colombia and South Korea and you still got 25,000 people. I mean, that's pretty insane. No disrespect to my employees, but you don't get 25,000 people your, to... Your employees. Women daily. <laughs> Ben's the boss. As in the people who employ me and pay me money, which after this oh, episode, employers, apparently... employers, okay. Employers. <laughs> employees? Oh. You right. work for me now, people. <laughs> they do. Uh, <laughs> I run that league. Let's be honest. Um, I don't listen to this. I'm fine in saying that. But it's 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 just been incredible, that atmosphere and everything. And again, like the things that surprised me with it, like France versus Jamaica, you get 39,000 people on a Sunday evening. Then an England-Denmark game, 40,000 people. You expect it. Like, you know, England, big crowd. Although I will say, English fans disappointed me. No real atmosphere at that game. Just saying. Columbia, Germany. No riot? None. Sadly, none. The Germans were surprised. more. Germans are rioting right now. Um Colombia, Germany, 40,000. And then last night, France versus Panama, 40,000 people. And I just want to say, the two best games I went to was Germany, Colombia. Again, despite the result, the atmosphere and everything was insane. But last night, France, Panama, 6-3. I saw nine freaking goals, which was incredible. I saw maybe the goal of the tournament from Panama in the opening two minutes. And then Panama scored two late goals. They are literally walking around the stadium, pumping the crowd up like it's a WWE game. They're down 6-3, if you don't mind. The crowd booed every time France got the ball, which seven years ago I would have been on board with. I was wearing my French jersey last night, not so much. And then once the game was over, Panama eliminated, thrashed, went to their fans and were jumping around in the crowd, waving flags like they'd just won the World Cup. It was amazing, the atmosphere. So it's been taken on board. And as you touched on, Colin, like, 75,000 people are going to be there on Monday night for this round of 16 game between them. I mean, that opening night was incredible. The atmosphere there in Stadium Australia. Obviously, they reduced the capacity slightly just due to the media tables and things like that. But, I mean, it's just... I just want to applaud 
everybody in, in Australia and New Zealand for getting behind this. I'm sure, Colin, you saw a bit of that back in Canada when, you know, people getting, but the game's obviously grown in the eight years since 2015 and it will grow for the next one and the next one and the next one. But it's just, it's amazing. Like, it's absolutely amazing. And I'm addicted. Jared, I think you're addicted. Colin, I don't know, you got to get up early. But, um, like, it's just addicting. I'm so into it. I've been recording with Colin this week and I've got it in the background. And you're even saying to me, like, you're watching a bit. I'm like, I'm addicted to this Women's World Cup. It's fantastic. So, yeah. 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 Um, I mean, I'll, I'll say I, I'm i surprised how often, like, if, if I if sleep is a big problem in my house, just in general. <laughs> I've got children. They wake up at all hours. And I, when I'm awake, I'm awake. But I've been surprised how many times it's been, like, four in the morning or, you know, five in the morning. And I wake up. And I should be like, oh, I'm going to try to get back to sleep. And I'm immediately like, well, let's see who's playing right now. <laughs> I'm turning it on, you know, even though it's four or five in the morning or it was sometimes even two, three in the morning. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to kill some time here. If I don't get back to sleep, whatever. There's something to watch right now. It's And it's it's kind of sad now that we're out of the group stage because then you kind of now only really go to like a game a day. Like it's kind of like, oh, there's not like four games to look forward to today. It's It's exciting, but it's sad at the same time. Going to go to these, uh, what we've got the matchups, and we're going to go to our predictions and everything along those lines. But two things I want to play first. We recorded a little bit of fun at a Canada Watch party the other night. But before I get to that, that opening game, Australia Matildas, Australia Matildas, they played each other, Matildas versus Ireland at Stadium Australia. I went along with Jimmy, because he wasn't busy that night, Jared, and uh, a couple of his friends. And recorded a, a little bit of excitement and atmosphere before, middle, and after the game with Jimmy. So let's hear from our good friend Jimmy. Jimmy Kearney Owen, I should say his name. I think people just know who Jimmy is. He's like Madonna. They just it's one name. If they listen to all our shows, they know who Jimmy is. But a uh, former colleague of ours, I was a little on other shows. Let's hear from Jimmy and I at that game. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to Stadium Australia for the Matildas' first game of the 2023 FIFA Women's World Cup, giving you a special taste of what it's like in the ground, and I'm joined by a very special guest, the one, the only, Mr. Jimmy Kearney Owen. Jimmy, first of all, welcome off the podium. Good afternoon. Good evening, Ben. How are you? I am fantastic, mate. How are you? How are you feeling in this historic stadium, the home of the Sydney Olympics, where Cathy won gold, where Cathy lit the cauldron, Maurice Green won gold. Everybody in this stadium love those Olympics and they're ready to love this World Cup starting tonight. Oh, I'm pumped. I'm pumped for it. Look at the crowd coming in. There's lots of green and gold around, so we're just supporting the Aussie team. Can't wait. Hopefully I'll win tonight. Now, you're a, uh, you're a local Sydney guy. You were here during the Olympics. You were in this stadium for the Asian Cup that the Socceroos won. What's it like to be here for a women's event of this scale? Did you ever think you'd be here to see 80-odd thousand people to see women play sport? Because this is a massive deal. It shows how far we've come in society that this many people are here for an event like this. Yeah, it's, it's great to see the people supporting the women's, women's game. So, yeah, you know, us Aussies like to support, get behind our national team. So hopefully they'll win tonight. Now, we're going to do a couple of updates through the game. Right now it is before the game. It's very loud. We've just seen a mini opening ceremony. We're about 15 minutes away from kickoff. Sam Kerr's not playing. Australia's in shock. New Zealand beat Norway. New Zealand's in shock. Will there be another shock tonight? Do you think the island can beat us? Oh, hopefully not. Look, there's a mini wave just happening now. Oh, it just died down. Oh, no. Not the waves going. No. 
the wave just died down. But yeah, Sam Kerr out of the team's a big shock. She's a big loss to the Australian team. I don't know how they're going to combat that. So we've got the young Mary Fowler playing up front in place of her, so hopefully she'll go well. And I think Claire Hunt is going to put the punt in the ball and she's going to get some out there. But the wave is going on. It's, it's loud. There's atmosphere. The trains were absolutely packed coming in here. Uh, there was drums going off. The atmosphere is so much fun here. So I'm looking forward to seeing how this plays out. But, Jimmy, we'll get an update from you, uh, say, half-time after the game. But let's go, Matildas. Go the Matildas. Half time, Matilda zero, Ireland zero. Jimmy Kearney Owens with me again. Jimmy, what did you make of that first half? Uh, yeah, I think Australia was a bit nervous. Um, I think the problem with them is just playing too many long balls, and then when they get into the into the box, their last passes are, are not hitting the target. So yeah, it's a bit disappointing. We're missing Sam Kerr up front, that's for sure. We had, what, four corners, wasn't it? Five corners or something ridiculous like that, and it didn't even remotely look like uh, uh, going in. That's where we need Kerr to jump up and head it in, right? Yeah, almost scored that goal, just missing the bottom left-hand corner. Yeah, we're missing Sam Kerr big time. Hopefully she's okay. I think she's going to miss two games based on her Instagram post, but this crowd is going off. The Irish fans, though, uh, let's just say that Irish and European football fans in general know how to chant. We don't really know how to chant. No, we don't. Yeah, they tried to do the wave a couple of times, but that all died, so I don't know what's going on with the Aussie crowd. They're not getting to the spirit of the game, I think. Uh, yeah, it's a bit interesting that way, but, I mean, it's still good to see a very full stadium. We were at Origin the other night, and looks like there's definitely a few more people here, but uh, great atmosphere. One half, one half to go. Can we do it? I hope so. Yeah, we just need one goal, so, yeah, just calm the nerves down, so... Hopefully we'll get, get it in the second half. We can't let New Zealand win a match on the opening day and not us, right? That's just not on. No, no. We, we need to win with our, with the, with our New Zealand neighbours. So, yeah, hopefully we'll, get, we'll, we'll score a goal. They'll hold it against us forever. Jimmy, we'll speak to you after the match. All righty. It is the end of the game. Matildas won. Ireland nothing. A Steph Catley goal off a penalty. Wins it for the Matildas. Jimmy, we're feeling much better now at the end of this game, aren't we? off the mark so it wasn't a great win I think a 7 out of 10 performance but things can going to get better until until, uh, tournament progresses a win's a win right that's it yeah we'll take it we'll take it we'll take it how would you rate your first ever FIFA Women's World Cup experience Uh, it was great yeah Uh, probably an, an 8 out of 10 the atmosphere was good but I'm disappointed with the wave. No one was participating in it. There was this group of people underneath us who kept trying to start a wave, and every time no one would do it, but then later on they did in a different section when it went for like one lap, and that was about it. So pretty piss-poor effort that, but great start by the Matildas. It's exactly what Australia wanted. New Zealand got the win. The hosts are off to a good start. Can Canada get the win tomorrow? By the time people hear this, we will know the result, but right now... Give Colin some hope, Jimmy. Can Canada beat Nigeria tomorrow? Uh, yes. 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 Good luck, Colin. Can you give it? Give it to go, Canada. Go, Canada. Go, Canada. Go, Matildas. Go the Women's World Cup. <laughs> yes, that was. Can, Jimmy. I, can I ask a question no. for Jimmy? If Jimmy's Jared, listening, you can ask a question though. <laughs> 
in, in uh, person to Jimmy. You, what, sorry, Colin, what was your question I asked him for you? <laughs> yeah, you big Jerry, make sure to pass it along to him. Uh, it's funny that you said like, oh, Jimmy wasn't busy. To me, Jimmy's always busy. How does Jimmy have time? There's got to be like six Jimmys out there who all share a life because he has the greatest life any human being has ever lived. Yeah, well, like, Jimmy's just a man of many talents, Colin. All right? He can... I don't know how many times Jimmy will post something that he's doing. I'm like, man, how do I get your life, man? <laughs> I, I just... Everybody wishes he had Jimmy's life. Like, keeping up with the Jimmys. Um, <laughs> Jimmy brother. The amazing Jimmy. Um, <laughs> the amazing Jimmy. That one fits. Love Jimmy. I don't know. I'm trying to think of just shows that relate to it. I'm also getting shit from work at the same time. People are messaging me. I've got people tweeting me going, USA, USA. Didn't even fucking play Germany, but whatever. Um, I just screw it. Fuck everything. Stupid Germans. Um, I'm not even German. I don't have any excuse to go for them. Um, speaking of teams that I go for that also got eliminated, Canada. Uh, <laughs> this is the issue with going for like five or four, however many I go for nations, right? You think it's a positive because if they all go deep, well, I'm going to have a winner. They get eliminated early. I'm just going to have all the tears. Um, the only way that left is your home nation. Oh, God, no, not my home nation. Oh, your only hope's on Australia. Um, I went along to a little get-together on Monday evening organised by a group of Canadians who organise groups all across Australia, big celebrations, for a Canada Watch party for the Canada Matildas match. Now, if you follow us on social media, you would have seen a lovely little clip I put out there, including a little shout-out to Colin. Uh, and you're also going to hear a few of these now. So these are the full interviews from all the people that I spoke to at that bar. Once again, before, in the middle, and after the game. So sit back, relax, and enjoy a lot more Canadian accents than you used to on this show. We are here at the Kent Street Hotel in beautiful Sydney for the match between Matildas and no official nickname. The game is over, Canada are out, Australia are through, Colin's not happy, myself, Jared are happy, although I am wearing something right now to blend in because I'm in a bar filled with Canadians. I spoke to some Canadians before the game, I spoke to some Canadians at halftime, and I spoke to some Canadians after the game. Let's find out what they had to say. All right, I'm here with Andrew. Andrew, I'm gonna ask you one question. Who are you going for tonight? Oh, Canada! Are they playing tonight? I didn't. I didn't realize that. Uh, rumor has it there is. This seems to be the underground pub that says there might be a match between Australia and Canada. Yep. And by the looks of it, I think that's the case. There's a few people here, it seems. Now, uh, first of all, whereabouts in Canada are you from? Well, most recently Ottawa. I'm a military brat, so I've lived all over the country, but most recently Ottawa. All right. So the capital boy. Yes, uh, sir. Do we talk about the senators or? I'm a Montreal Canadiens fan, to be okay. honest. But All right. you, you went smart that way, basically. Uh, how are you feeling tonight ahead of this big game? Look, um, quietly confident but nervous. It's, I think it's going to be a great test. Both teams are coming in, a lot of pressure on them. They're really well balanced. Uh, but look, I think it's going to be a tight game either way. How is it being in Australia, not only for this, but the host nation and all the pressure that's on the Matildas right now? I mean, they've got more to lose right now than obviously Canada do. They certainly do, and it's one of those things, I think, both Canada and, and Australia have played with pressure before. Uh, they both shown that they can handle it. They're like the diamonds in the rough. And I think that, uh, look, as Canada, again, it's, there is no pressure in the sense of being compared in terms of Australia. So 
With that being said though, we have a lot of pride, a lot of expectations for Canada, just as much as the Australians do. Now I want to paint the scenario to you, alright? Best case scenario is we can get both the Matildas and Canada through, yes. alright? A draw for Canada and Australia tonight, preferably one all. Ireland a 2-0 win over Nigeria. Canada goes through is on top, Matilda goes through second. How does that sound? It sounds absolutely fabulous. I would be a very happy man if that was the result. And to be honest, that's not too far-fetched. I think it's uh, quite realistic. I think the Irish lasses are due for a victory. They've, they played well in both those matches, so uh, no better time for them to get their first win of the tournament. And of course, if that happens, this time next week, I could see you at Stadium Australia because then Canada would be playing right here in Sydney in the round of 16. I would be absolutely chuffed for that. I had a chance to go to the um, Colombia-Germany game yesterday. Oh, how good was that? The atmosphere was absolutely electric, and I love how all Australians have really come together for this tournament. The games have been so well attended here in Australia, and especially here in Sydney. Did you go to any games back in 2015 when the Women's World Cup was in Canada at all? Were you there? I didn't have a chance. I was actually here, funny oh. enough. So I've been here since uh, 2011. Wow. So what brought you here to Australia? Uh, you know what? Uh, a bit of a lifestyle change, and I hear there's so many parallels and similarities between the two countries, and... Uh, I came on a whim in terms of a holiday visa, two suitcases, and a small bank account. And I've been blessed to be uh, sponsored all the way through. I'm now a, a proud dual citizen. And in terms of tonight, with so many Canadians here, I mean, what's this like to be able to surrounded by other Canadians help cheer on Canada? Oh, it's incredible. I think it's one of those things that uh, we have Canadians spread all across the globe. And it's great to connect with Canadians that are here and uh, and cheer on our ladies. And a bit of Brian Adams playing right now. You just uh, feel yeah. <laughs> go on, go on the Brian Adams. Now, give us a score prediction, Andrew. What's the score going to be tonight? One nil Canada. One nil Canada. All right, let's see how it goes. Give us a go, Canada. Go Canada, go! Go Canada, go! All right, I found uh, Reese, who uh, I believe you might be going for Australia tonight. Can I just ask, yeah. how on earth do you end up in a bar filled with Canadians cheering for Australia? I uh, love the World Cup in, in both the men's and the women's format. It's a good opportunity to learn a little bit about other people's cultures. So, you know, I think last last World Cup we had a, you know, an Argentinian barbecue and got you know got the footy out. So I do the same with this opportunity. So CC and dry and a bowl of poutine and uh, go the Matildas. Yeah. Did you just literally seek this place out to try somewhere different rather than go like, oh, Ireland or something like that? We're going, I'm going to find where all the Canadians are hanging out. Yeah, well, I've got a Canadian friend who's been living and working in Sydney for a while now and she was like, I'm hanging with my, my people this time. So I'll come down to that. That sounds pretty cool. Well, I like the fact that I've got somebody else wearing because I've got my Socceroos jersey underneath. So if uh, things go pear-shaped for Canada, I can sneak it off there. Do you, do you think maybe we might have to sneak out the back? Because Canadians are generally pretty polite, right? Yeah, I think everyone's going to be friendly. I think everyone's just happy to be here and, and uh, hoping for a good game. So, so far, I've been welcomed at the table. I don't think there's any risk of violence. Um, and uh, judging by the quirky Canadian country that has been playing uh, lately, I, I, you know, I don't think they're too, they're too much of a threat. No, I wouldn't worry so much, but yeah. We literally have Brian Adams playing right now, yeah, right? It really right. makes you feel comfort. Now, the scenario that I'm putting to people here so we can get Australia and Canada both through, okay? We want a one-all draw between the Matildas and Canada, Ireland to beat Nigeria 2-0, both Australia and Canada go through. How does that sound? No, it sounds terrible. I think we, we've been sitting back a little bit first two games and I think, you know, this is a home World Cup. doesn't come around that often. Um, you know, an opportunity to bring a lot of new people into the game and I want to see goals. I want to see, you know, three or four goals here for the Matildas and then go into the next round with a bit of form up front. So hoping they're going to be much more aggressive with the ball movement and, uh, yeah, really take it to the Canadians.
Sam Kerr, she's on the bench. Will she come on and when will she come on? I don't know. What do you think? I think keep her for the first half. Yeah. And I think if, we, if we we're up like 4 nil, she's not coming on. But yeah. if we're down like 3 nil, then bring her on. Yeah. I think the personnel's there. Even without Sam, we just need to, uh, you know, play with a little bit more intent. So I think they'll give it a crack first half. Bring her on if we need a little bit of a boost. But, yeah, hopefully we, won't, we don't have to risk her. Top of this group will be playing here in Sydney this time next week at Stadium Australia. Yeah. Do you have tickets? Are you, are you hoping that will be the Matildas next week? Well, I've just met someone who might have tickets. So if I stay close to you on the chance, yeah. is that right? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Hang hang close with me tonight. Buy me a few drinks. Score prediction, Reese. What's the score going to be tonight? Yeah, I'm going to go 3-1 Australia. 3-1 Australia. And, okay, Ireland, Nigeria. Are Ireland then going to do Canada a favour to help them go through? Uh, I think that'll be that'll be pretty loose, but I'll go 2 old draw. All right. Okay. Yeah. Reese. Good luck with all these Canadians tonight. Hopefully it turns out well for the Matildas. Thank you, mate. I'm here with Mark. Mark, g'day, mate. Hey, how are you? Good, mate. How are you? Good. You going for Canada? Yeah, of course. Where are you from originally in Canada? Winnipeg. Oh, I was hoping to meet one of you because my lovely co-host Colin is from your beautiful city. I've been there many times. Really? Yes. Why? I, I feel like that's a question that everybody asks. Like that Simpsons sign, right? Like, you know, we're from here. What's your excuse, right? Yeah, that's... Did you leave Winnipeg because it was Winnipeg and needed to escape, or was there a better reason? Or uh, just time to like see somewhere new. <laughs> how long have you been here in Australia? Uh, just over a year. Nice. And how are you finding it? Uh, it's been a good change. I was living in uh, Doha before, so yeah. I've got to ask then for Colin when he's watching this. Like, any tips to escape Winnipeg? Like, if he, I mean, he's got he's got family and kids, but he can run away from them, right? Just go. Just, just go, Colin. Just leave. Uh, you're obviously all kitted out. You're pumped. You're excited. How are you feeling ahead of this game tonight? Yeah, like I think we'll I think we'll pull it out. I think it's going to be a tough game, but yeah, we'll get there. Do you get any sort of I guess weird support for the Matildas, given that you're here in Australia? Like, are they kind of like a second team in a way? Um, we'll, we'll see on the outcome of tonight. <laughs> You'll answer that in a couple of hours. I'm putting this scenario to people, right? If it's a one-all draw tonight between the Matildas and Canada, and Ireland knock off Nigeria by two or more goals, both teams will go through. How does that scenario, would you be happy with that? Uh, yeah, that'd be the best, because then they play here next. Exactly, this time next week. Have you got tickets to the round of 16 next week? No, I wish. Yeah, you're waiting, or you're just going to, like, if it goes through tonight? Because there'll be a few probably Matilda supporters in that might put them up for resale, so you might have a couple to get. Um, if I can pull off tickets and we get through, I, I think I'll do my best. Have you been to any of the games? Did you go to Perth? Did you go uh, anywhere else for the game? No, I wish I had the chance, but, yeah, I hadn't really planned this very well. In terms of just their overall performance, obviously the Nigeria draw and then the, the win against Ireland, do you think they're peaking at the right time? They needed that Ireland win to kind of hit their straps for this toughest game in the group? Um, I think like a lot of our teams in variety of sports, slow start and then eventually pull it off. So hopefully that's the case again. And in terms of just the support level tonight, I know Canadians are perceived as polite, but I've been to many hockey games in Canada. I know what it can get. Tell me about Canadian football fans. How do Canadian football fans get in a, in a game like this? Um, I don't think we'll be, like, rioting in the streets like some hockey players. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think we'll, we'll keep it together. It's kind of like a polite sort of uh, cheering sort of thing. Yeah, we're not, we're not the English. <laughs> we're not the Colombians last night. That was kind of scary there at, at the game last night. Score prediction. What's the score going to be at the end of tonight? 1-1. One, one. One, you, you like that scenario? Yeah. I, I don't know if Ireland's got it, but like I think we'll end up in a draw. All right, I'll take that, mate. Thank you for your time. Good luck tonight. We're here with Jackson. Jackson, you're the first that I've interviewed that's not really sort of done up. You've got the Women's World Cup scarf. I like that. 
But I'm judging by the accent, you might be going for Canada, correct? Just a bit. Ju just a bit. Whereabouts in Canada are you originally from? Uh, Toronto, Ontario. Nice. So do I not mention the Leafs? Oh, I'm a huge Leafs fan. Feel free to do that. We don't mention anything else. Colin, if you're watching, don't worry, I won't bring it up. Uh, how long have you been in Australia for? Seven months. Seven months? Wow, fresh off the boat. What brings you here? Uh, I was on a holiday working visa for a bit, and then uh, now I'm just traveling. Beautiful. Plans to stay here? Are you sort of falling in love with the place, or is it a bit too early to tell? i got to go home to finish school, but I will be back in the Oceania in about two years. Right, okay. Uh, in terms of this Women's World Cup, you're here for a really good time. First of all, Canada, a draw and a win. How have you thought their performance has gone so far? A little bit shaky. I mean, against Ireland, they looked... Uh, it took a while. It took a while. They got there eventually. That was the main thing, right? Thank you, Sinclair. <laughs> Thank you, Sinclair. <laughs> she's, a, she's a queen, right? She's a queen. But tonight, though, tonight's where it's all at. Do you feel the Matildas have all the pressure on them? Because a win, they, they can't lose. They have to win, and even if they get a draw, they have to hope other results go their way. So for Canada... Park the bus, go for the draw. That's all they want, right? No, you gotta attack. <laughs> Come out strong, attack. Don't leave anything up to the chance. I'll just get you to sleep in just a little bit. That way, that way, that cool. Now, just on that though, I'm putting this scenario to people. If it's a one-all draw, an Ireland win by two or more goals, both Australia and Canada go through, and then this time next week, Canada will be at Stadium Australia in the round of 16. How do we like that scenario? I like that. If, if both Canadian and Australia can go through, that's what I would want. We've got, we got everyone's coming out of the pitch right now. I'm going to have to let you go in just one second. But I've got to ask you, score prediction. I'm going to say if the Canadians can pull it off, it'll be one nothing. Classic World Cup score. Australia's got to score two. Oh, okay. They've got to get that way. And just, I've been asking a few people, what do I expect for the fandom here of Canadians? Because I know at hockey matches, it's something else. But this is football. This is a, a bit of a different beast. And you're renowned for being polite. Is there going to be hockey passion or is it going to be polite Canadian passion or a mix of the between? I'm hoping for hockey passion because it is the World Cup and World Cup always brings the best out in people. Well, that's what we want to see. Jackson, thank you so much. Good luck tonight. Thanks, sir. And let's go Canada. Thank you, Ben. Okay, it's halftime. Matilda's two. Canada nothing. I've got uh, Aiden and Eva with me. Guys, how you going? Hello. Now, you're Australian? That's right. You're Canadian? Yeah. First of all, how did you meet? I asked ask him first because I said, see if you dating apps? Dating. Which one? Uh, Tinder. That's all right. I just, I like to embarrass you first of all. How long have you guys been together? Um, officially almost six months. Congratulations, is that correct? That's right. That's right, awesome. So are you obviously visiting here and that's sort of you just uh, met on the Tinder and kind of here we are? Yeah, moved here for a bit, maybe a bit longer now. I, I reckon you got an excuse. Are you, are you wanting her to stay a little bit longer? Yeah, I think so, yeah. I promise this isn't about your dating life. This is about uh, football. Uh, whereabouts in Canada are you originally from? I'm from Toronto. Fantastic. Are you on the Leafs train? Has she got you on the Leafs train yet? or? Uh, maybe. Convincingly. Maybe. I got him a hat. You got it? Oh, a hat? That's that's halfway there. Yeah. Half convinced. What about the Raptors? Oh, I don't know. No? Okay. Are you a Raptors? Or? Yeah, of yeah. course I am. Of course. Anyway, football is what we're here to talk about. Um, I'll ask you first, how are you feeling right now? Not worried. We have another 45 minutes. I have faith in the Canadian team. We're Olympic champions. We let Australia have their fun. You know, it's their home country. They deserve some goals. But uh, I'm not worried. We'll, we'll win it back. That is such a Canadian answer. Yeah. I love it. 
being Australian, being cocky right now, how are you feeling? Oh, feeling pretty good, mate. Yeah. yeah. Pumped? 2 0 up. Happy days. Are you looking ahead to this time next week? Because, of course, the winner of this group plays here in Sydney at Stadium Australia. So, right now, you could be going along, you could be going together, Matildas, and you might be a little bit more upset about that. But have you thought about that one at all? Yeah, could do. She might have to change her cave to uh, green and gold, I reckon. Is this really hard for you, though, coming here and sort of, uh, you know, I just want to say falling in love with your future husband, all of that sort of stuff? I mean, you've got sort of like a, a bit of a loose supporter base for the Matildas in the background? Yeah, I mean, I think also the fact that the World Cup's here. Obviously, I'm a bit partial to the Matildas, uh, but I'm never going to forget my Canadian pride. And if he wants any chance of meeting the family, he's not going to either. <laughs> wow. Extra pressure? <laughs> no, not at all. Matildas, Matildas, that's it. All, all, all the way. But for yourself to come here and see so many Canadians and sort of get behind the team, I mean, feels a little bit like home. You've got poutine, you've got Caesars, you've got all yeah. the fun things. Real cheese curds and all. Yeah, it's great. I love this group. I love finding a bit of the Canadian pride in Sydney. I feel like at the end of the day, Canadians and Australians are on similar pages. So, yeah, it's really nice to get a bit of both atmospheres. Did you try poutine before tonight? Not before tonight, but yeah, I have to say I'm on the Canadian side. It's pretty good. It's pretty darn good, isn't it? Pretty good. Did you try a Caesar? I did. We got one right. What do, what do you think about that? Not bad at all. Not bad at all. Are you a Caesar? He said he's never tried anything like it in his life. Wow. So. You're gonna take him back and make him try like Timmy's and you know get on yeah. all those. I bought back. I brought back some maple cookies. So good. I think you. him over. You are definitely going to be one over, mate. It's it's seriously great. Uh, score prediction from here. What will the final score be? Can Canada get back? And what will the final score be? I'm looking for a good draw, honestly. Two-two. I think that does us both a favor. Maybe pushes us both onwards. We're gonna hope. Not. We're gonna hope Ireland get a couple of goals then. Well. That that will help. We need Nigeria to get knocked down a couple of pegs. Yeah. Yeah, maybe maybe a one nil Ireland Nigeria draw here. I, that would make me happy. That would that would happy. That would. Yeah. What about you? Where's the confidence level at? Hey, three nil. We're hungry for a win. We're gonna get it. Russell, hey. Is Kerr coming on? Oh. You're gonna rest. You think we rest her? Like we're two nil up. We don't need a waster. Like save it for the round of sixteen. Exactly. Yeah, rest up. Yeah. Christine Sinclair. Is this the last ever World Cup match potentially? For her sake. I almost hope so. <laughs> good on a good note. Let's get through this. Just got another Olympic medal. She's done her job. She deserves some rest after this. You've got the gold. That's kind of what matters, right? Uh, guys, thank you so much. Good luck with everything. And uh, go Canada, go Australia. <laughs> yeah, All right. I have found Anna and Lena. It's halftime still here. Canada are 2 nothing down. Uh, Anna, you're from Germany. Yeah. i got to ask you, first of all, what brings you to a Canadian watch party? Is it, is it Lena? Is it just a case of that? Or are you just so into the World Cup that you just need to support both teams, Australia and Canada? Yeah, I'm here to support my Canadian friend, Lena. Yeah, so she joined me yesterday for the German match and now today it's my turn to come to the Canadian one. I, I want to say then, um, a bit sad yesterday for the German perspective. I'll get to that because I'm equally as sad, but uh, how are you feeling right now? I'm really, really stressed. I was wrong thinking that Canada was going to move on regardless if they win or lose. Unfortunately, I'm not right. That's what my friend is actually texting me right now about spamming me saying, see, I was right. I told you. 
<laughs> this one's for you, Sean. But anyway. Come on, right. Sean. What are you doing? You arrived, Sean. But now I'm really stressed because uh, we need to win. And the Australians are playing really good. I know that they were really stressed. They brought Sam Kerr back in today. And she's an amazing player. We're, like, obviously the former Olympic champs. So, like, you know, I really thought we'd be stepping it up a little more. But obviously they have a home crowd. Australians really want to, you know, you, you can't underestimate the crowd. You can't underestimate that you're playing in your home country. But I really hope we can at least tie the score. It's been stressful, like, very, very heated game. Even with Australia scoring, losing the goal, then scoring again. Well, well there, there is a little bit of hope in the fact that if Ireland can nab a couple of goals and kind of can help Canada out a little bit there, so we'll keep an eye on that. How did you two meet? I've got to ask you that. German, Canadian, it's, I mean, is this a long story, a short story? I mean, who wants to answer this? Uh, we studied here together at UTS, so we are both exchange students or were exchange students the last semester, and that is how we met. Easy story, short story, I love that, great. So whereabouts in Germany are you from? Uh, from the centre. Fantastic, and where in Canada are you from? We can say Toronto for simplicity's sake, but I guess I'm a Sydney sider because I've moved here like full time wow. now. So, yeah. Congratulations. Now, uh, the game's about to start, uh, it's restarting, so I'll get you guys to be able to watch it again quickly, that sort of stuff. I've got to ask you about Germany really quickly. I know it doesn't look like it, but I'm actually the biggest German fan. I was decked out in colours last night, I was cheering and then I was crying. How are you feeling about Germany right now with one game to go? It's Korea. Surely, surely they can get the win and make it through to the next round. Yeah, I mean, I'm still shocked from yesterday. I really thought we could could get it because they were, we were playing really good, but still hopes for the last games and I hope we can still do it. Like, we were need you, to. Were you on the German train last night? Oh, of course I was. It was a bit tough with all the Colombians surrounding us. The entire stadium was Colombia, Colombia. There was, it was almost hard to be German in, in, the, in the crowd. But, um, you know, always on the German train, got to support my girl for life. So, uh, Go Germany, you can do it, you can win, you can move on, and hopefully Canada will too today. Well, I'm going to ask you that because I'll let you guys get back to watching the game. Score prediction from here, can Canada come back and, and nab a point or even get the win? If they if they do it now, if they do it early, if they tie it up, I think it will be a very close game. But, you know, they'll have to do it now, I think. so. Right now? Like, like in the next 10 minutes or so. Christine Sinclair? Of course. Sinclair. Claire. She's the best. She's the best. Christine is going to... Christine is going to... She's going to do great. Anna, what do you think? I think Canada will do the next goal, but then Australia come back, so I think 1-3 it's ending. Ooh, but then we hope Ireland, if you're listening right now, score like three goals, knob, knob down Nigeria and get them out, and then Canada can still go through. I really hope so. I'm really hoping so for our sake because it's too soon for us to be out. It's too soon. Anna, can I get a go Canada? Can we get another go? Ready? Ready? One, two, three. Go Canada! All right, I'm here with John, the organiser of the event, and we're after the game, and we'll talk about that in a moment. But John, I need to ask you one thing. You're from Winnipeg, correct? I am indeed. Now, how long have you been in Australia for? Uh, quite a while, over a decade. Wow. Now, our good co-host, Colin, is right now watching this in beautiful Winnipeg. We love Winnipeg. If you've got any advice for Colin about leaving Winnipeg, how would you do it? Look, everyone has to leave Winnipeg. It's a great place to come from, and it's a great place to leave, and it's a greater place to even come home to. That's a great answer. You've got to do all of those things to get the full Winnipeg experience, and you'll appreciate how great of a city it really is when you come back to it after leaving it. There you go. If that's not on the tourism board for Winnipeg, then nothing else will be. Now, John, obviously disappointing for Canada. They're out of the World Cup, but 
This has been an amazing event. You've got a bunch of uh, Canadians coming here to celebrate. A few Aussies as well, but in true Canadian style, it was so polite at the end. It was just a round of applause, and it was like, oh, well, that was a good effort. Next time, maybe. Agreed. Yeah, we appreciate good sportsmanship. And uh, one of the reasons I came to Australia and moved here, I saw, uh, I think it was an All Blacks game versus the Australian team. Is it the, the Wallabies, I want to say? Yep, yep, correct. Good job. And when the All Blacks scored, the Wallabies, you know, the, the Australian fans sort of cheered for them in a polite way because they appreciated the good sports and the good play. And that was one of the reasons that made me decide to move to Australia. And I think as Canadians, we understand all that. That being said, if you come to a hockey game and the opposing team scores, you will not get the same level of generosity that you get. Yeah, no, I've experienced that. Are you are you a Jets guy? I mean, the Jets didn't exist, obviously, for a while there, but are you still a Jets guy now? I've always been a Jets guy from the day I was born. Right, so that was the happiest day of your life when they came back when Atlanta moved up? Yes, and one of the Saturdays when they left. All right, okay, we won't talk about that. Uh, is it a bit, a bit difficult for you at a game when it's playing against Australia, though? Like, is the back of your mind going, well, at least if we're out, there's still the Matildas to cheer for? I think, I think that's a great way of saying it. Uh, everyone here, I think, felt like if we're going to lose, let's lose to Australia. And you know, a, a few of us were talking about jokingly maybe putting a bit of a bet on Australia. That way, either way, you win. Sorry. Exactly. Well, that's why like, I came tonight with like Canada and Australia to kind of make that. Just um, a quick, quick note on what you do in terms of the Canadian group that you sort of have here. So this is an event organised by that. So tell us a little bit about this Canadian group. Is it Sydney, Australia-wide? And if Canadians are watching and want to come along to an event, where can they go to check out some more details? Sure. The group is called Network Canada. And we're uh, at Sydney Canadians on Instagram, at Network Canada on Facebook. But we are Australia-wide, and we run a bunch of various groups. And the whole idea is we are Canadians coming together to celebrate all things that make Canada good. We are not exclusive to Canadians. Thank you. That's why I'm here. It's all about good people coming together, and fun and friendly is the keys. Now, I did a bit of research on the way in here. You had a certain Justin Trudeau even send in a message one time, did you not? We did indeed, yes, that's right. How do you manage that? How do you get Justin on the phone? Like, hey guys, he's Justin Trudeau sending in a message. We know people. The uh, 300 Canadians that you saw in Melbourne tonight, we actually arranged all that. And we do a lot of things behind the scenes to help the Canadian community here throughout Australia to make sure that everyone feels like they've got a second home in Australia. All right, two quick questions then. Cheese curds are technically illegal in Australia, so how do you smuggle them in for good poutine? Well, our drug mules are really good. No, they are not illegal, apparently, if they are snap frozen, and they are actually frozen and made in America. Oh, don't, don't say that. But we still enjoy them here in Australia. And your next question. Are you going to be in Melbourne in September for the NHL, even though no Canadian teams are coming? still the NHL as close as it can be without being in Canada. I've got to say that as someone who's lived in Australia for a long time, there is an amazing Australian league of hockey players that has a number of Canadians and Americans playing in it called the AIHL. And we are very strong supporters of them. Your Bears are an ice dogs, man. I'm a Bears fan, true and true, and I think that there are some amazing players there. Some of them are ex-NHL. And the NHL coming here is nice, but I think 
we need to support local hockey as well and amateur hockey uh, and, and amateur sports at every level in every sport. That is the best possible answer, John, I think I could have had for that. Mate, I really appreciate you chatting to me and thanks for inviting me along tonight. I really appreciate it. Commiserations, but uh, can, can I get a go, Matildas? Go, Matildas. That saved it. Go, Aussie! See that I got John there able to. I, got, I converted a Canadian within two seconds there to go for the Matildas at the end of that, Colin. So if it works for him, you know, it works. It it, it works for him. It, I'm glad, John. Yeah, good on you, John. And he was not drunk at all at the end of that. Um, <laughs> just uh, just want to just want to add to that, Jared. I, I did. I think I invited you along in the last five minutes of that. So um, you're busy though, weren't you? That's it. Yeah, very very busy along those lines. <laughs> give that. me a year's notice at least if you want to get me along to things. <laughs> I, I, one thing actually to check out too, if you if you make it into the city, Jared, if you head down to Circular Key underneath the Harbour Bridge and see the US TV station set up there, the Fox Sports set up, like typical Americans have just taken over our country and have just like completely built like this massive structure underneath the Harbour Bridge, which is actually pretty epic in all fairness. So um, go down, check it out. It's fun. Everything along those lines. So, predictions, gentlemen. Um, I will go through these round of 16 matchups in just a second, but I will have to slightly go through these in just uh, live timing because obviously we have had a result in a group, which having said that, though, one person might have benefited from that if I'm looking at this. So um, we'll get to that in just un momento. So in adding that score up, oh, that makes it very interesting. So we haven't done well, guys. I just want to say that in our <laughs> predictions. Um, there's only three occasions where it has been completely correctly guessed, the entire order of the group. And that is with one of us got it done twice, one of us got it done once, and no one person didn't get any in the absolute correct order. So you're ready for this? Are you excited? I'm ready. You know it. Just calm down, guys. Calm down. All right. We've got to get through this together. Okay? We already know we suck. Just get it over with. Who are you, Germany? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Just skip to group, D, group A. I don't want to hear about any of the others. All right. Group A, uh, the only people who got points in this group were you two because, um, Colin, you correctly predicted Philippines would be fourth and, Jared, you correctly predicted Philippines would be fourth. Outside of that, everybody else got everything wrong. I'm not going to go through this completely, but we all got that wrong. For Group B, I get a point and Colin get a point because we were the only two that predicted the Matildas would finish on top. Everybody else got every other piece of order in that one wrong. Group C, I didn't get anything. I got nothing. Colin, you got two points because you said Costa Rica would be fourth and Zambia would be third. Jared, you said Spain would be second and Japan would be first. So you get two points in that one. Group D, Jared and I can celebrate because we both correctly got the order of that group done. Yay us. Colin, you only got one point because you said England would top it. Every other piece you got wrong. Group E, Jared, you got everything right in that one as well. You got that in completely correct order. You actually said the US would finish second. So uh, props to you, Jared. Um, I got Vietnam in fourth correct. Colin got Vietnam in fourth correct. I also got Portugal in third correct. So um, yay me. Group F, I was the only one who said France would top the group. So I get a point. But we all said Panama would bottom the group. So we all get a point there. Group G, we all get a point because Sweden all topped the group. We said that correctly. Colin, you're the only one who correctly guessed that Argentina would be fourth. So well done. And if my calculations here are correct, 
Colin is the only one who gets a point in Group H because you said Morocco would be second. Everybody else did not remotely get a point in that one. So uh, on that, Ben on 10. Ben 10. <laughs> Colin on 10. Jared on 13. So Jared, as he always does, takes an early lead. How are you feeling right now, Jared? Uh, well, same as usual. Nervous. Like I don't. I don't like being the front runner. Doesn't tend to end well. But um. Well, it's the only spot you're ever in. <laughs> <laughs> Do worse. <laughs> Colin, how are you feeling after that? Uh, actually, I'm, I'm feeling slightly better. I'm, I'm glad that everybody almost sucked equally because uh, for the Men's World Cup, uh, I didn't do nearly uh, as well as both of you in the group stage, but I think I did a lot better uh, in the 16 quarterfinals semis. Looking here in the group stage of the men, Jared had 14, I had 12, Colin had 9. So, um, you know. You make you, ground up. You have, and yeah. I've lost ground and Jared's just being Jared. So, uh, predictions end time for the round of series. So, what we're obviously going to do, I will just reiterate here that we're not coming back next week for a sort of that week review. We won't be back until basically the week before the final. So, we will be able to recap the knockout stages. So, we will predict these on air and then we will message each other off air during each stage to get predictions for each of those and then we will go over those in our episode in two weeks' time. So, the round of 16, as of right now, we have got Switzerland versus Spain. Now, I'm going to jump in, and I've already said Spain, because Switzerland are useless. This is their World Cup final, the round of 16. They've already reached it. They're going home already. They've got the chocolates and the cheese and the Roger Federer autobiography ready to go. Colin, who's winning this game? See, I'm, I'm almost expecting upsets at this point. This is where it gets tricky. Um and I want to make sure to put my, some distance between myself and Ben, uh, just in life. Uh, so, uh, but no, I'm going to go with the safe bet here. I'm going to go Spain, but I have a feeling there, there's a chance I might end up regretting this. Jared? Um, I think Spain, just because I want a, a Spain-Dutch rematch. So, um, yeah, I'll go Spain as well. Okay, okay. And just to uh, go over the fact that initially uh, I had predicted a Norway-Japan, so had Colin and Jared, you had a Norway-Spain uh, one initially as our, our rounds there. Netherlands versus South Africa. Here we go. We have this game on Sunday. I'm intrigued to see how the fans going to turn out here. Is it going to be Dutch? Is it going to be South African? It's going to be a fun Sunday afternoon here. I'll start with you, Jared. Who's going to win this game? Oh, the Dutch, no doubt. <laughs> Sorry for asking. Um, apologies there. Colin. I'm going to gamble on South Africa. See, I want to because I just feel that you've got the, uh, the vibe there and everything, but... I don't know the Dutch are pretty good in that group stage. Like, you know, they 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 snuck over the line with South Africa. Well, they didn't. They well, uh, not South Africa. They, they did. It was South Africa that they snuck over the line, wasn't it? No, they haven't played them yet. What am I talking about? They snuck. I don't know what is happening right now. I can't breathe. Um, they <laughs> thrashed Vietnam. That is what I'm trying to say. Thank you, Ben. They snuck over the line against Portugal, and then they held it to the U.S. Oh, but uh, no, I'll go with the Dutch. I'll, I'll I'll play it there. I've got to, I've got to, Colin's my rival here now, not Jared. Um, initially we had picked a USA Italy or a Netherlands Italy round of sixteen one there. Japan Norway. 
This was initially going to be a Spain-New Zealand, Spain-New Zealand, or a Japan-New Zealand. And uh, none of them are in this one. I am going to go with the Japanese because I think they were the best side in the group stage. Jared? I am with you there, Japan, to take this one out. Colin? It's it's a sweep. I think Japan arguably maybe has played the best this entire tournament so 100%. far. 100%. I think they, they come out the group stage in the power rankings at number one. Here's a massive round of 16 one, though. This is one that nobody thought we would have seen until a lot later on in the tournament. Sweden versus the USA. The perennial silver medalist of the Swedes that matches their blonde hair against the might of the Americans. I do not want this game to happen because I want both teams to go far. And unfortunately, one will go home. I will start with Colin for this one. Who is winning this game? Uh, it feels much safer to pick Sweden after the group stage, but um, I'm, I'm, I, I predicted U.S. would win. I think that they'll be rebounding in the next round, so I'll go U.S. I, I do want to quickly comment. I, I love the, the powers uh, of Fox Sports or whatever that uh, have somehow allowed this game without protest, I'm guessing, to go on at 4 a.m. Central Time for those primetime audience? Well, well, again, in all fairness, the game that is I'm going to on Sunday at midday on a Sunday afternoon was put in place because everybody assumed America would be number one, <laughs> so that would be going to air at like 10 p.m. Eastern Time or 9 p.m. Central or 7 p.m. Western Time. So that is why... The Americans have got themselves to blame for the shitty TV timing. This is so. this is what you get for fighting for good time slots. This is what you, you get, get America. You're so cocky that you think, oh, we only better put the first place in that group going first. None of the other placings. Jared, you can go next. I'm sticking with what I said now. Initial prediction, Sweden to take out the US. Uh, you initially had your, yeah, this is a Sweden-USA round 16. I had Sweden-Netherlands. Colin had Sweden-Portugal. Oh, I'm so torn. Because I need to catch up on both of you. Um, I'm going to go for the US. They, it's, it's a World Cup. They know how to win knockout games. And I need at least one of my two teams to do well. Uh, Australia, Denmark. Uh, it's uh, Princess Mary versus Princess Mary. Now, initially, I had an Australia, Denmark. I predicted this one correctly. Colin, you said Australia, China. Jared, you had Canada, Denmark in this one. Um, replay of the, the men's game that we had that Australia went through in the, in the men's world cup last year. I, I mean, not just even a bias factor. I think Denmark were okay. I saw them live and they weren't that fantastic against England. I mean, in the game I saw Australia play live, they weren't that great either, but 75,000 people it's, you got to have one home team and the host nation always makes it to the quarterfinals unless you're New Zealand. So um, yeah, princess Mary, the true princess Mary will stand up here and Australia will win. Jared, I feel the same. I'm a bit nervous about them wearing green and gold. I think that's I think that's the issue. The they, don't, they don't play as well. They play better in the blue. Um, but I am I'm, I'm going to pick the Aussies to uh, to make it through that one. Colin, be careful with your answer here. Uh, actually, on paper, I think this looks like it it, it could be the closest match of uh, any in the 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 round. Not Sweden um, USA. No, I don't think it'll be. I think Sweden USA might end up being. A lot more of a blowout than people think. Uh, but uh, if Australia plays like they played uh, against Canada, then I think Australia takes it. So I'll go Australia. All right. France versus Morocco. This is, uh, what, the semi-final of the World Cup in the men's, if I'm not mistaken, as well, was it not? Um, so 
a lot of repeat matches from the Men's World Cup. Uh, pff, no one predicted this being a matchup. <laughs> um, initially, this was going to be a France, Colombia, a Brazil, Morocco, or a Brazil, Korea matchup. So um, there you go. Well, we nailed that. <laughs> um, I mean, I've got a French jersey. I've got my Zinedine Zidane jersey. Um, they were pretty good last night against Panama. They were kind of shit against Jamaica, if I'm being honest. But uh, France. I mean, Morocco lost 6 nil. How did Germany beat Morocco 6 nil? And Morocco go through. Fuck the world. Uh, France are winning this. Fuck Morocco. Colin. Thank <laughs> oh, you. <laughs> waiting for a cue. Uh, yeah, I don't think that Morocco is going to repeat what they did in the men's. I think of the the African nations here, they're the ones that I have the least amount of confidence in. So I'm going with France. And Jared, back to your point. African nations, three of them through. Fantastic. Great. I'm over Germany now. Good for Africa. Uh, Jared, France, Morocco. Uh, France is going through. Looks like no African nation's going to the quarterfinals, <laughs> it seems here at that rate. Uh, we could potentially... Oh, no, we couldn't have a quarterfinal, African quarterfinal. Wrong bracket, Ben. Uh, England, Nigeria. None of us predicted this. We said this would either be England, Canada, or England versus Australia. Uh, let's start with you, Jared, England, or Nigeria? Uh England, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit nervous that it actually, it could be coming home. Uh, um. I'd be rich if it did. I'll buy you dinner. Ah, <laughs> uh, Colin. Oh, see, I mean, England seems like the much safer bet here, but uh, I want to take a gamble on something. I'm going to go with Nigeria. Look, I think England's, what was it, 6-1 win against China was a bit flattering. They were pretty rubbish in their first game against Haiti. And once they got that goal early against Denmark, they kind of just didn't do anything after that. So, you know, 6-1 win aside, I think they haven't been too good. Nigeria were pretty good to get a draw out of that Canada game. And then I saw some of the Ireland game and they seemed all right in that. And obviously they beat Australia. I don't think it's out of the realm of the possibility that Nigeria could do this. But having said that, I am going to go the safe option and go for England because I've got money now on this and... (laughs) Maybe this will get me addicted to gambling, oh, but, apparently. But but wouldn't it be safer to go with Nigeria because in either way you win? But then you just want me to go with Nigeria so that I get the point with you. But then at the same no, time... No, I want the opposite. I want to pull ahead of you. But then but I'm the, saying if, if, you're, if you're like, oh, I got money on them, I'm like, good, then put your bet on the other team Jer- and then you win either way. Hang on, how many have I gone against Jared here? Because I feel like I'm being stupid at the moment because like... I'm I'm level with Colin, so what does it matter if I go ahead of him? I've only gone different against... I haven't gone different against... I oh know, once against Jared. No, fuck it, Nigeria. Uh, <laughs> I need to beat Jared! <laughs> so you're going for but Jamaica in the next one then? Because I'm picking Colombia. <laughs> are you sure? Are you saying that right now to kind of like... Uh, go against, look, in all seriousness, this would be the game to be at. I'm sad this isn't in Sydney. Like, the Jamaican fans were pretty vocal at the game I went to, and I've seen them in other games sort of the reggae girls, uh, and what a story with them too. I love seeing the Jamaicans do well. But then this is the feel-good round of 16. Honestly, outside of Australia, I mean, yeah, okay, I I love the USA. I'd like to see them win, sure, France, whatever. But, like, if I had to just pick, like, just from a personal perspective with no no feelings at all, the team from this, I want to go far. So, um, yeah. So, Jared, you're picking Colombia. Yeah. Colin, who are you picking? Uh... Yeah, I mean, this, this will be the battle of the, the crowds here. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to go with Colombia. Look, I think in all fairness, like Jamaica aren't being talked about. Like 
they did very Which is well. weird. <laughs> they, they that game I went to against France, they were great. They drew with France, they beat Panama, and then they drew with Brazil. You think about the two hardest teams in that group. You looked at it on paper, we all said France and Brazil were going through. Like that's just the obvious thing you look at. And they held it up to both of them. I think that's maybe the most impressive performance. I'm going with Jamaica, not just to go against you guys, but like in all seriousness, Colombia lost that last game to Morocco, a team that got done 6-0 and they lost. So they'll have the fans on board, but I don't know. And draw's not going to put them through though. They're going to get better at scoring. Penalties. Uh, Extra time. You know, come on. Um, Exciting. Isn't like, this is a beauty of this though. Like, okay. I'm shitty that Germany didn't go through, Canada didn't go through. But, like, I think, Jared, you touched on it, that it was predictable, it's predictable. Like, now that we kind of literally can look at this and go, Colombia versus fucking Jamaica. Like, I mean, you never talk about that in the men. So, like, I mean, this is brilliant. I love it. It's so good. Uh, anything else to add, gentlemen? Jared, obviously, in a couple of weeks' time, I would have been to a game with you in the semifinals. So, uh, that, at this stage, will either be between... Uh, we'll either have Australia, Denmark, France, Morocco, England, Nigeria, Colombia, or Jamaica. So let's hope for a Australia-Jamaica semi-final, right? I mean, Australia or England would be pretty epic, wouldn't it, in the semi? It would be. Um, Morocco, Colombia, though. Ooh, that would be <laughs> all right. Well, then I'm going to struggle picking a team to go for, so um, that's the downside to that. But, um, yeah, it should be Melbourne lucked out, right? Their last two games, and they really got, like, the best games out of that round of 16. That, that doesn't seem fair. At the end of the day, though, one thing like, and I am on the Melbourne train, no disrespect to this beautiful city I live in, but the issue with Melbourne is that they've only got a 30,000-seat stadium in use. They couldn't use Marvel because it's AFL season, so they're not going to allow them to use that. Same with the MCG. So they kind of got their hands tied behind their back. And these will be the last two games they host. From this point on, Melbourne doesn't have any games. All the Australian games will either be in Brisbane or Sydney. So it's kind of um, sucks to be Melbourne, but I guess they can make up for it for the two Round of 16 games. I also just want to point out, Germany was my winner's pick for the tournament, so I'm also equally screwed. So, um, <laughs> I got Argentina right for the men, and I didn't... I've gone back to my survivor days where I just could never pick a goddamn winner. Colin, um, excited you're going to get up and watch any of these games? Because obviously now it really reverts to bad timing for you. I mean, I guess you yeah. kind of get a 9pm uh, game on Saturday night to watch the Dutch and the South Africans, but outside of that... Um, Tempted to get up. Will you get up to watch the final? I know we're still a couple of weeks away and we'll talk about the final in another episode, but, I mean, how are you feeling about the prospect of getting up for something like that? Um, Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm all for it. Uh, if if I know that there's only one day I'm going to lose sleep, that's fine. But but like I was saying earlier, if somebody just happens to wake me up in the middle of the night, a kid, a dog, anything like that, just my own discomfort, uh, I'm not going to be complaining. I'll I'll be watching, but uh, the the timing for this next round really isn't ideal, which is unfortunate. I may have to just try to avoid some spoilers and watch a replay if I can here and there. Well, I will try not to spoil you. I'm not amazing, amazing race. Jared hasn't held on to that grudge for <laughs> <laughs> five years. Get over it, Jared. Um, but we'll be actually be back in two weeks then, where we will have our knockout phase review then our final preview, and then we'll come back the week after that for our tournament review and final review. Next week, Colin, you and I did an interview probably a month or two back now with a Canadian legend who has a big connection to Sydney, Simon Whitfield, Olympic gold medalist in triathlon. He won the inaugural men's triathlon ever, Sydney 2000 Olympic Games. He won that triathlon, whacked it up with a silver medal, 
at the Beijing Olympics. He's actually a Australian-Canadian citizen, which we discovered in the lead-up to this interview. So our first ever Kanozi that we've ever had on this show. And I'm so excited we can finally air this interview because it's a fantastic chat with a, a fantastic athlete who I've been an admirer from a long time, a long way away. And obviously in your neck of the woods, he's a, he's a legend. Yeah, I mean, he's still talked about now over 20 years later. Uh, and he doesn't do as much media as you think. It's not like he's one of these guys who's on TV every single afternoon, but everybody knows who he is. I mean, it is hands down one of the best interviews we've ever had. And hands down, if I had to bring anybody we've ever interviewed back on to talk about anything not related to their career, this would be the guy. Like, you could talk to this guy for two hours straight and not even mention his own sport. That's how great he is. Get him on an episode with Jared and Rocky over on the Oz Network doing Amazing Race Canada. Yeah, we should. Do you want us to hook you up, Jared? Oh, provided he doesn't spoil it ahead of the episode, sure. True. (laughs) Sure, we can arrange that. Uh, So that will be next week. And one other thing I want to give a bit of a plug out to, uh, I had the pleasure of being interviewed on another show this week. You two weren't invited because um, apparently you're not cool enough. Uh, Brandon Pate has a show called Brandon Sports Talk. And I did an interview with him, which I believe is airing this week. And uh, great chat with Brandon. He hosts his own podcast out there, which is fantastic. He interviews athletes, not just Olympians, but from a multiple variety of sports, including college football, college sports, everything else. And it's a great show. So uh, you can tune into that this weekend. Give him a follow as well. Uh, a great show to – it's better than our show, let's be honest. And speaking of other things, we've bitten the bullet, gentlemen. We're cool. We're on TikTok. Yay! <laughs> Colin, I noticed you're on TikTok too. You followed us. I just, well, I, I just created an account oh, when I saw that we were on TikTok. You so. said as we jump on the train, Jamie's on there. Jared, are you on TikTok? I am not. Come on. Do it. It's thing. fun. Is Jimmy on TikTok? Well, Jimmy created TikTok. Jimmy is TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> when I think TikTok, I think Jimmy. Let's be honest. <laughs> Um, but in all seriousness, you can f- find us on there. Just simply search for Off the Podium. And I will say, I think we had more views on the two videos that were posted in like two days than we've ever had listeners on this show. So um, I'm on board TikTok. We're also on Threads, by the way, which is just like Twitter, but you can't use hashtags. So I'm still trying to work. You mean that. just like X? Uh, sorry, X. <laughs> yeah, can't call it Twitter anymore. Um, so we're on all the social channels, including TikTok. Yay! And I'm also excited to say that I've mentioned before that we've got a mascot. It's 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 he's hovering in the background. Coming. We're waiting for the reveal. I don't know if we need to do a special episode or not. We just do something with it. But uh, I mean, J- Jared, have you have you you know like are you counting down the days until we reveal? Counting down the days. I cannot believe it. I want a photo of um, the mascot with um. Uh, what's her face for Tazuni. the World Cup? Oh, she's behind me. There she is. I bought a Tazuni. Can you see her? Jimmy bought Tazuni on opening night. That's how cool Jimmy is. I had to wait like two weeks to buy my Tazuni. Tazuni came into Oppenheimer with me. So, um, And one thing I will say, you go to multiple World Cup matches, you get the thing that every single night they do the same schedule. So at every single point at like the whatever mark of the halftime thing, Tazuni comes out. So Jimmy got a photo with Tazuni as well. This is just how cool Jimmy is. I'm just now. I'm starting to like Tazuni more since Jimmy got pictured with <laughs> Jimmy. Is pretty. Uh, Jimmy, Jimmy is cool, but Tazuni. I'm on board the Tazuni train. No, no, no. Freeze. Which again, check out our uh, great interviews with our Paris Olympians. By the way, a week or so ago. I mean, I got that Freeze behind me, touched by Uterine? Jess Fox. That 
Frege sat on Jess Fox's head. Just saying right now, you can never top another mascot ever. Unless I get Izzy on top of Dale Beg Smith, that Frege wins. I, I think if we got our mascot oh. underneath Penny, Alec- Penny Alexiak, maybe. Oh, um. Colin. That's almost <laughs> Jimmy levels of cool. Yeah. That's, like, that's, you know what? I'm... I'm going to put that together. Uh, once the mascot reveal happens, I'm going to put that together. Can you contact Penny Alexiak? I yeah. Mean, I, I got her on the show, so maybe I should. What if I got the Deferla Point sisters and Penny Alexiak? Oh. <laughs> Each with our mascot. <laughs> setting it in. i tell you what. Once we reveal it and we get merch out there, we will send it to them on like for yeah. free on the one condition that we get a photo with them. <laughs> like... With whatever merchant, oh, Colin, can I just say? There we go. I did also. I'm just doing my 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 duty, by the way, gentlemen. At the AOC breakfast the other day, I was speaking to some prominent AOC people. Dale Beg Smith came up, and I did ask, "Do we know where he is?" They laughed it off and walked away. So <laughs> I took that as they know where he is, but they will not reveal it to a lackey like me. So we're gonna keep digging. We're this yeah. close. I was in a room with John Coates, all right? I interviewed Ian Chesterman, who's a Tasmanian, by the way. The president of the AOC, Jared, is a Tasmanian. So there's hope for me in the future. Uh, we'll be back next week. Simon Whitfield, social media, do all that. Colin, thank you very much. Commiserations for Canada, but give me a go, Matildas. i got one Canadian to say it in this episode. Can I get another? Um, can I just go go Jimmy instead? <laughs> Correct answer. By proxy, that's Go Matilda's. And so you know it's what close else, enough. You know what else we didn't mention? I really do appreciate the official nickname of Team Canada. No official nickname. <laughs> None. <laughs> Which if anybody didn't know, see that go around, basically there was, I think it was at Fox Sports or somebody released, like they put a picture of all the 32 nations and their official nicknames. Canada is the only team without a nickname. So it said, yeah. no official nickname. <laughs> so go the nons. That is French for well, no which go honestly, home Manons. exactly yeah. what happened Jared, they had a nickname they would have got through <laughs> oh <laughs> didn't work for the germans um jared thank you and i'll see you at the semi-final in a couple of weeks i will see you there are we going to hunt down to oh, you know it a photo of Tazuni with morocco and jamaica are you gonna buy amazing. are you gonna buy a Tazuni? Oh. 22 dollars, jared save your pennies do you actually That's 22 dollars i'll ever spend I, it, i'd say so well hang on here's another question this is a personal question but there's a reasoning for this do you have a visa card i do you will get that Tazuni for like 19 dollars 80 because it's 10 percent off with a visa card so Come on now. You're Even welcome. Better. Even I might have to splurge. Life-size Tazuni. There's like a $30 <laughs> version, so you could get the $30 version for $27. It's almost like buying the $22 version. So there you go. Uh, thanks for tuning in. You took the words right out of my mouth, put a sock in it, mountain, all the regular closings, and until next time, good night. This is the